I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. traders. In today's video, we're going to discuss a little bit about the market being down today. Is there more downside coming? Why did it stop where it did? Is the rally over or do we have higher prices yet to come? We're going to cover all that stuff and a whole lot more in today's video. This is Common Sense Market Analysis, where David pays it forward. He's providing simple-to-understand, clear, and concise technical analysis. Post your burning questions under the video. Hit the thumbs-up button. Then take a moment to share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from this type of information. Let's start with the market was down. Everybody gets excited when the market's down. They think the rally's over. Everything's going to collapse. They're going to be able to hop on the short side and make a ton of money overnight because of a big gap down. Now, all that may be possible, but the reality is the market was down a third of 1%. The S&P was down 9 or 10 points. Let's not make a big deal out of it. It was down more earlier, but it bounced back. That's information that we want to know. I think it's important information, and I'm going to tell you why. Let's do a little bit of a recap for a second. Where are we? We're right into the breakdown candle high. We spiked through it yesterday by a few pennies. Now we're below it. It was a slight down day. But we're into a lot of overhead resistance. There's no doubt about it. The question is, and it's really the $100,000 question, the question is, is this it? Are we going to go higher, or is this all the steam the market has? We'll see, but there's ways we can tell, so that's what we really have to do. We have to peel back the layers, peel back the onion, open up the hood, any analogy you want to use, and we have to figure out in pieces what's going to happen based on the current thing that's happening, right? So the market's like a set of stairs, and each and every step it takes, it's giving an idea or a clue about the next step that's likely to happen and we know that if the market takes that next step we know what the if then statement is there whether it's on the north side or the south side and that's the way i view the markets every single day every single trade every step the market takes i'm always viewing it as an if then statement if the market does this for example closes here what's going to happen next Everybody that's taken the Lazy E-Mini Trader course, for the most part, gets that idea because that's the way it's taught, in pieces. If the market does this, this is the next likely scenario. If the market does this, this is the next likely scenario. So that's where we are right now. So let's talk about what the next likely scenarios are. In order to do that, we have to talk about the intraday activity, but we also have to talk about the daily chart, and we also have to consider the weekly chart, which we did discuss yesterday. We can start there because I think this will be relatively short and sweet. Is the market likely to close the week above 280.40? That's this breakdown candle high. The high is 280.40. We discussed that yesterday. Is the market likely to close the week, meaning tomorrow, Friday's close, above that number? And the answer is simply no. Can it happen? Yes, it can. And if it did, it would be exceptionally bullish. Is it likely to happen? No way. Now we go back to the daily chart and we say, all right, well, where are we? 
what can happen on the upside, what can happen on the downside. We had a little bit of a down day, but really, it was just a blip on the screen. Well, what's the market actually doing? What's it been doing for the last three to four days? It's been consolidating on top of the 200-period moving average. And if you even go back a couple of more days from that, you can say that we've been consolidating at least on or above the 200-period moving average for six trading days. Okay, that in and of itself doesn't tell us that the market's going higher tomorrow, but it's information that's useful. We want to know about it. It's definitely a puzzle piece. It's on the table. So we know that that can produce higher prices. How much higher? Well, we've already been there. 280, 281, even as high as 283, but I don't expect that anytime soon. I'm talking about the near term. If the market were to go up tomorrow, where's the likely area of overhead resistance or strongest overhead resistance likely to be? 280, 281. Nothing's changed from that standpoint. And by the way, that's a big day from where we closed out Thursday. We know what's up there. There's a gap up in this area right up here. There's pivot tops here. There's another pivot top area here. So we know that that area, and this is only a repeat of yesterday, we know that that area up there is important. There's a lot of overhead resistance. The market's not going to just whistle past that area. What about the hourly chart? What do we see on the hourly chart? This should also bring something back that we discussed yesterday. So on the hourly chart, we stayed above the important price level that we discussed yesterday. Where is that price level? We said that once the market gapped up, this was the lower end of the range. Where did the market find low today? At the lower end of the range. What happened when the market found low at the lower end of the range? It ripped higher. So when you look at the daily chart and you say, all we've really been doing over the last several days is just going back and forth, but we've really been going sideways. You go to the hourly chart and you say, hey, we're still above that area that he said last night was really important that if we get below and close below on an hourly basis, then we were going to go fill the gap down here. Can that happen on Friday? Absolutely that can happen on Friday. Is it detrimental to the uptrend? Absolutely not. Instead, they didn't even get down to the gap. They went down to the area we discussed last night, which was the lower end of the current range, and they ripped it back up. Well, how would I have known that was going to happen? Well, nobody knows for sure that's going to happen. However, we have a playbook inside the numbers. Each and every morning, this is what happens. This comes out. Pre-market morning notes. I'm actually going to review this today because I think it's important. Overnight, the futures made an attempt at 2,800, the big fat round number. Came up a couple of points short, but they made an attempt to run up there. So what I was saying here this morning is that it's possible they make another attempt at those overnight highs. But here's what to watch out for on the downside, meaning it's not guaranteed they get up there. And here's how we know whether they're going to do it or not. Got to close hourly above 27.85 or at least 27.80. That was important. Getting below and closing hourly below 27.80. And you don't have to write this stuff down. We're going to go to the chart in a moment. We'll allow the bears to pick up the ball and run downfield towards yesterday's lows or lower. What happened? Exactly that. Then I go on to say, keep in mind, the theme day in, day out has been very similar. When that changes, so will the market. Today, the theme did change slightly, 
but not that much. Until and unless it does, we heed the current theme, a.k.a. the trend is your friend until it's over. We know that the daily chart trend is not over just because we had a down day. Doesn't work like that. Unless it was a tremendous down day, but today was not that. Then I also go on to say, on the flip side, testing yesterday's lows and finding stability down there is bullish. What does stability look like? The ES has to stay above the 2775 area, give or take. Much below that, and something else is going on down there. The bulls will be on their heels, meaning the bears have the ball. We're going to look at a chart or two in a moment and go back over this because I think it's important. If you want to make money during the day, there's a way to do it. Then we have the morning gap trade. So we had one that hit its price target and one that did not. I'm going to go over the trade of Domino's Pizza, which is DPZ, when we go back to the charts. Then we also have stocks on the move. And stocks on the move, we had two that hit their price targets today out of the remaining list. Now, keep in mind, the market really, even though it was a down day, it's very, very quiet. There's not a lot of trading volume going on. So some of these stocks, even though they're trading down in the pre-market and normally would be down more right out of the gate as soon as the opening bell hits, they're not even getting to the levels in some cases that I expect them to get to. That shows a certain bullishness in the market we're going to come back to that. I think it's important. I think you need to pay attention to that, at least for the time being. And then we scroll up further and we have the index important numbers for the day. Again, these are important. I want you to jot some of these numbers down. Take a look at, we can just look at the middle column, look at the spider chart, for example, and just pay attention to the area around 279, 280, 277, 276 and a half. And then we'll get back to the chart in a moment. Same thing for the ES, 27.65 up to 27.85, even 27.99. The market got to 27.98 overnight. That number was on the board yesterday. We're back to a 10-minute spider chart, and it's a clean chart. Nothing else on the chart except three trend lines that were right off the list that you saw a second ago. 278.50, 277.70, and 276.50. Trading open today. Here's the 940 candle. That means it's from 930 to 940 a.m. That's where trading open. We started down, didn't quite get to the lower support area. There was nothing in between. So there was no support suggested beneath 277.70 before we got to 276.50. Now, some days there would be. Today, there was not. The market tried to rally. It tried to get above 277.70. Made an attempt, but it failed. And then look what happened in the afternoon. Once it failed again, where did we go? Right down to the 276.50 area, slightly below that. I'm rounding the numbers. And what does that price area represent? It represents the area of the lower end of the range that was discussed last night. What if we do the same thing with the ES contract? Same stuff. 27.85, 27.77, and 27.65, same chart, same routine. These are numbers that are important. These are numbers that are given out before the opening bell. They're posted before 9 o'clock. Taking a look at the chart of Domino's Pizza, this was one of the two morning gap trades that was on the board. So this was interesting, and I'm going to go through this one. I think it's important. Stock closes yesterday at $278. They report earnings. The stock's getting creamed at the open. Perfect. That's what we want for a morning gap trade. The first price target was 
the stock came down and made a low in this candle of 257.02, and it really had quite the rally from 257. So we're rounding numbers, but it came around 50 cents short. Now, when you shrink this down to a $25 stock, what is that? It's a nickel. So traders that have taken the lazy gap trader course know exactly what to do with that. And when you get down to the second price level at 252.10, look what happens. As soon as it hits that price level, it goes right back to 256.45. Again, we're rounding numbers, but you get the point. You see the chart. I'll even take it down to a five minute. It's a little bit more dramatic. Look what happens. So we don't take this trade. We take this trade and it goes right back to that area. That was a nice trade. And realize this all happens in minutes. Another one that hit its price target today was FTI. You can see on the left side of the screen, 22.28. That was the second price target. The low was 22.34. Never got there. But what's interesting was it gave us the trade right out of the chute. So when I go down to a shorter time frame, you'll see here's a five-minute chart. You can see here the stock was going back and forth, and it gave quite the gain. Look at the high in this candle was 23.25. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but in a minute or so, to get a 40-cent gain, and here's a one-minute chart, get a 40-cent gain or at least a max gain of 40 cents on a $23 stock is pretty good in just a minute or so without really taking any kind of heat on the downside whatsoever. And here's the last one. The trades weren't fantastic today, but at least they worked. CBLK. Here's another one that came down, came up short, rallied up, then finally came into the price at 1265. This is a lower price stock, so you're not looking for a tremendous rally, but look what happened when the support was reached at 1265. The high was 1307. Doesn't sound like a lot. Do the math. That is a lot on a 12 or $13 stock in a matter of minutes. And the point is, is sometimes we get multiple dollar gains out of these things right away. Sometimes we become all day day trades and we get really great gains out of them. Sometimes they're scalp trades. Focus on this. Focus on, look at the numbers and look what happens to these stocks when they reach these numbers. There is a reaction. There is something to this. It happens over and over and over again. Switching gears real quick, over at the IWM, Look, we never even touched the 200-period moving average. And there's your trick, trap, fool, and frustrate people, right? They could have gone through the 200 or even touched the 200-period moving average, could have did it yesterday. They just didn't do it. Now they're coming up short. They'll pull back a little bit. Everybody will think the rally's over, and maybe it is. It can be. We're just not there yet. I'm just saying today the IWM was down 57 cents. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. It's just a down day, a third of 1%. There's nothing wrong with this market. We're in an uptrend. Nothing has changed from yesterday. How about the transportation department? Anything changed here? No, nothing's changed here. Even if we go sideways or down for a couple of days, nothing will change. The markets don't go up every day despite what they look like over the last few weeks. Same thing out in Silicon Valley. All these charts are very similar. Nothing really changed from yesterday. When you look at this chart, we're still hovering. Now we're below. Yesterday we were above the 200 period moving average. Big deal. It's not a big deal one way or the other. We start going much lower and then there's price levels where it becomes a big deal. And all of a sudden we then have price targets on the downside. We're not there yet. Today was just a down day. Broken record, XLF, same routine. We didn't get to the 200-period moving average. Are they likely to get there before this is all said and done? 
Yeah, they're likely to get there before this is all said and done. Likely, we haven't seen the end of this rally. There may be a correction, there may be a pullback for a few days, but we're unlikely to have seen the end of this rally. SMH, little bit of a down day. It's been a tremendous market. There's nothing you can do about a day when the SMH is down 64 cents after it's been up all this much. It's really no big deal. But look what happened. Tell me the market's not trading technically sound. The gap is officially filled at 102.43. Today's low was 102.41. Let's see what happened on a 10-minute chart when we went down to fill the gap. You move this over and you can see that if you were just playing for a trade, here's the low, 102.41. I'm just using this as an example. It could be any chart and it could be a much bigger move. We just happen to be on this chart and using the gap as an example. So the SMH fills the gap and then goes and rallies. It's an easy trade. You were never out of the money by more than a penny. Doesn't work like that every time, but it works like this most of the time. Now, they may bust through that on the downside tomorrow. That trade is over. But on a trade like this, usually the first hit of an important level like that, you usually get some kind of reaction away from that price level. Even if it's a market that's rising and you hit a resistance point for the first time, you get a reaction down. Here's an example of a market falling on a short-term chart that hit an important gap. And what happened? We had a reaction up very quickly. And here's an example of what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that we should bet the farm on the SMH toward the end of the day on a gap fill. But here's what I am saying. So you're sitting around, you see the SMH coming into a gap, and you say, all right, I'm willing to buy 500 shares of the SMH looking for a couple of hundred dollar profit. That's my risk. That's my reward. I'm going to use it like a one-to-one. I'm willing to give it maybe 30, 40 cents on the downside. I'm looking for maybe 40, 30 cents on the upside. Depending on how many shares you buy, I'm looking for, at the end of a day like this, on a very low-risk trade, a couple of hundred-dollar profit. That's it. Earlier in the day, different setup, might take a bigger position, might be looking for more off a different time frame. All I'm doing is giving you an example of how to be a sniper in the market uh, using this as an example. And these are the type of trades that come up all the time. Could be an exchange-traded fund like the SMH. Could be a stock. Could be looking for 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 500 bucks, 1,000. Could be looking for 10,000. Could be looking for $75. Everybody is different, but the trades are the same. Everything is relative. The guy who made $75 is just as happy as the guy that made $500. And you know what I'm going to say next? These are all the type of things that are taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. What's up with gold? Gold got hammered, and one of you was on the short side of gold. Jordan, good on you. Nice trade. Took the trade yesterday, knew where he was wrong, and was rewarded handsomely today. And I know earlier in the day he took some profit along the way, so whether or not he still has any doesn't make any difference. Gold is likely going to come fill this gap right here and likely go lower. We're probably going to now come all the way back down to maybe even 13.15, 13.17, something in that neighborhood. We'll see. Today was a pretty big down day. That's usually a smoke signal 
For more to come. Nothing happened in crude oil. We'll skip over it. But I do want to go back for a second before we wrap it up here to the spider. And here's why. I want to show you the first thing that my eye goes to visually on this daily chart after this down day. And I guess it's a combination of my eye and my mind. Again, this is not technically speaking. This is letting you in my mind. I'm just telling you what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing. This is not an expectation. This is not a forecast. This is the first thing that popped into my mind after the close of today. And that is, looks like, at least for now, long runway, right? But for now, looks like same old, same old. And here's what I mean. I don't think that we've marked a high. I think a high would be marked more importantly. I think it's a gap up. It's a gap in crap. It's a reversal candle. It's something more important than we've seen thus far. doesn't have to happen that way, but it normally does happen that way. But here's a couple of things. So I see a market that went up. We went up, we had a little pullback. We even had one here. So we went up, pullback. Went up, little pullback. Up, bigger pullback, but not in price, just in time. Went up, little pullback. Went up, are we going to have a little pullback, a bigger pullback? I don't know, but that's what I see happening here. I don't see any damage whatsoever until we start getting below here. We start getting below there. We start getting below here. That's something different. That's a different conversation, and we'll have it if that happens. Right now, the trend is your friend until the very end. And the last thing I'll make mention of is how the market, and I touched on this before, but I think it's as important as anything else, so I'm going to say it again. How the market is reacting up here, how the market reacts to this breakdown candle high is important. We haven't really had a big reaction away from that price area. Not all the time, but at least some of the time. That tells me, at least I file it away in the back of my mind, that tells me that we're not at the most important price yet. Even though we might pull back a little bit, we probably haven't made the high yet. When you make a high, an important high at an important number at an important time, you usually get what looks to be an important reaction away from that important number. And we haven't seen that yet, so I'm going with the normal for now. And that's it, folks. I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm at a wind. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.